0: all streaming platforms
1: now. One. I my evolution, myself evolving from reality to fantasy. That's why you see what I do now is more uh, not so realistic, but uh, the they're more fantasies the pictures because the they are not um conventional to say I in an attempt to recreate the phones and to create something wonderful. So I, I started searching around and most times I see people doing um, some realistic stuff and I just want to be different. I want to be different. And I, I know that as humans, sometimes people crave for features that are different from what they see. And I started thinking of something more extraterrestrial, like not just the normal human things. I, I began to imagine creatures from other spaces. Different from a house, different from the earth. So I thought of this stuff too, and you know that actually led me to what I started doing now. And in, in line with that, I see that to create innovation, you can either take more to what has been existing, or you twist what has been existing, or you also subtract so from what has been existing. So, I know the human structure is the way it should be, then what I can do is to add more to it, oh, I want my eyes to be my center of attraction. So, at that, I, I decided to enlarge the eyes, which is also one of the most uh, no prominent parts of the body. So, here we are today. And I, I call this style the Coptic Art. You know, it's the fusion of the Coptic Art. And, um, and, um, uh, an abstraction, basically. You know, the I, I, I started doing a lot of research younger than uh, from the Egyptian Coptic art. When you study the Egyptian Coptic art, you see more of those features there, those buggy eyes and all of those stuff. So I, and I, I sat down that what can I do to, you know, I can infuse this style into something. I can, you know, take from this, I can take from that to make it a whole lot of stuff. And yeah, I i, I, I at this now. I always tell people that my work is a time machine. Um, I want people to go to the past to also view the future from the same standpoint. That's my philosophy about it. So in the line of that, I just like rightly said that um, I try to depict the Western world. It is like a counter culture right now. It's like a a fusion of something authentic and also a Western style. too, the black and white aspect of it, that's the the, the gray field, you know, it, it's is actually saying a statement in time that before the advent of technology and our modernity itself, what we used to have compared to what we have now, you know, is, is a comparison of time, comparison of culture, and also to also address um colonial um excesses, you know, we uh, being in Niger- no, Nigeria yeah, we've had um, much influence from uh, the British system basically you know the imperial system and we still have much of those influences there and before then we also have what um, what is ours as African so I am trying to also to project to um to everyone in this contemporary world today identity, the the black consciousness, the the identity of a black man, and also the influence of the western world in an African setting. I I see that um, individuals like to take advantage of each other and people always like their will to be done or their intentions to be accepted not minding other people's you know reactions or take on what could affect others and so it's like a game at the moment we are having clashes of ideologies right now you know in the world presently and why um that is because you see that uh, the key figures uh the key players in those things are the, are the political persons mm-hmm. and why we have the presence of the religious person there now i i know that religion has, uh, you know, uh, been a good tool to aid civilization and also, religion has also been a, you know, a bad weapon, you know, against humanity, a bad weapon of oppression also too. So, religion has been that. And in Africa, yeah, there's a thin line or a thin relationship between politicians and religious leaders, okay? So, sometimes they come when, when they want to go for their campaign, they, they believe the religious that they are have the objects and the likes and they can actually reach out to the, the people. And these things have been alive since inception, right from the, the era of um, this um, narrow democracy application for those things. So we're having this society now. The religion is playing um, you know, some negative parts in what we are having right now. And the Fidica is here saying, okay, I am not a religious person neither am I, I just want to be natural, I just want to think think freely, what I feel is good, you know, and yet we have no realist there. so it's a clash of perception, basically.
0: Mm, mm. To to, to stress the point of religion, I'm also noticing in your paintings you have a lot of, you know, you have um, black angels, you know, so I remember seeing that in one of yeah. them so I think that that kind of made me that that just gave me the um the um the um uh, notion that you know you are very pro pro black you know pro african you know very vivid you know when it comes to um our culture but then a couple of things you mentioned in one of your captions celestialism. And, um, the second thing that I also saw was there was a lot of African arts you know at the bottom and you know our traditional art pieces so what was that was that um done to to cover all grounds like you know the angels, and these are the African ones at the bottom, the angels are at the top, or you know could take could you have put the angels at the bottom and then the African arts you know at the top, so do you know what I mean the calf, the carvings or you know w- what was your mindset when when you're when you're playing with this and are you even religious are you a christian are you a muslim what what is it that you practice but well, also please explain the the division of of the religious pieces in, in your art please
1: i said um my paintings. is represent so many things at a time, you know, sometimes, as human being, we multitask, we think of so many things at the same time. And if we um say the, the canvas is the thought field, you know, the field of thought, so it means we should see so many things at the time, just like we have it in the mind, because what we think of at first is an impression and when we bring it up becomes an expression. So there should be a similarity between my thoughts and what you see outside. Now, I passionately I believe that there are presence of, uh, I mean, presence of spirit, spiritual um, bodies. I, I call them the extraterrestrial bodies, celestial bodies. Right now, now depending from any angle of uh, religion you are coming from, okay, both um, the Hindu believe in this, the Christian, um, the, uh, uh, the Muslim also believe in this, the Ekaka, and you know we have all kinds of religion and. They will know so well that there are so many um scientific occurrences, things that are beyond the supernatural thing that we might not really be able to give explanations to. So I, I believe right now to speak in the house, we are much more than how we have right now. We are much more than this. There are much more than one person in the house. Okay, with Nick over there, there are much more than, you know, how many people there. It's just that the ones we can see or the ones we can't see are not, you know are much more than the walls we can see okay so i try to represent that in my painting I, I want my painting to also talk about something metaphysical i believe in metaphysics i believe in things beyond the maturity i i so much believe in in our divinity I, I know divinity exists we have the impact of divinity on earth. so it now depends on what aspect of religion you are coming in but i believe um they will also interpret the same thing so the idea of the black angels i was watching um one video video sometimes ago and he said the first time he got to church the uh, his grandma took him to church he saw that the angels are all white you know jesus's face was white in a blue eyeball that's and a blue you know the blue eyeball is a scandinavian person someone from the the particular part of Europe. and that is in the description okay so now it did quote um, you know we've had so many cases where um some said um the particular emperor in rome commissioned some artists during the renaissance period and access to start painting um biblical characters to be white and all that i don't know what how to that is but i believe that whatsoever would believe um spirituality is should be in touch with where we are coming from that is with our youth so it is not Our spirituality or what we take should be God. Shouldn't be strange to our color. Shouldn't be strange to our person. Shouldn't be strange to our people, you know. And that led me to the fact of, um, you know, drawing angels to the black. You know, I I said it. Challenging so many things, so many norms, so many existences that okay should should everything be white? And in Africa, here yeah, I keep on going to many homes, I see the painting of Jesus um, to be white and all of. It. Now I, I am not a racist, okay. I am what I'm just trying to project is to bring a common ground where all race or all tribe can share equal value. That's just it, okay. So. I, I believe much in Pan Africanism. I believe much more in the philosophy of Pan Africanism. That's Kwame Nkrumah, and, and um, you know so many guys like that. And I, I try as much as possible to replicate those thoughts line too, in my paintings. That. So going to the African stools, the African chairs, and all of this stuff we have, I um, I believe so much in what is house too, and i try to uh, is an attempt to remind our people too of where we are coming from in the world of technology in the world where everything is going so fast and moving and everybody's trying to book up i don't and so that in the end we'll have a lost identity we'll have a lost perception, we'll have a lost culture okay so we are trying to instill that into their minds. We are trying to remind them who we are. You know, it's like a wake-up call. It's like a, a weakness, Like it's like um, an artistic reviver to revive that which is dead or that which is sleeping. Okay, to bring it back to life. That's the end point of my heart. First and foremost, I have two main ideas I actually want to portray in the budget of Mensa, and which I have done that. I, you know, Mensa happens to be a Ghanaian name. Ashanti try to be precise and the staff is holding, is related to the Benin culture, you see something there, and you see this clash there. Now, the two things is this. Number one, like I said, bringing the African identity amongst other worldviews on, on the same neutral platform where no culture is higher than any culture. One. Then two, again. I actually use that to represent this disunity amongst Africans themselves. Mm. Yeah. Now, you should ask me that what is a Ghanaian man doing with a Nigerian staff there? Um, many years back, I think um, 1977, thereabouts, when we have this Ghana Mosco crisis, and it, it, it is a kind of xenophobia, and we're having a repetition of those things even till now now at that point during the regime of um um shagari and the likes it does felt oh the Ghanaians are doing too much of you know they have they, they are too much in our land they are doing great things you guys should go back to your home and i saw i i have the documentary of those videos like live documentary of those videos i saw those videos how those guys were quitting how those guys were you know stripped how those guys were sent packing you know some of them had investments here and you know, they, they were sent back in and they blocked all. Now, fast forward to um, four years ago, thereabouts, where we have the xenophobia, the South Africans saying the Nigerian man should go home. That is just like a deja vu. That is just like repetition of what happened there before. And in as much as the Africans are not united, then I don't think we should be saying things like, um, or um, maybe the whites are racist because even we are we, we are not united, we are not all together. And right now, as I speak to you, the Ghanaian, the Ghanaian community are also doing the same thing to in Nigeria right now. They are sending them back, you know, those things could be go to go on the ground. There are only so many things that the news could cover, but I'm telling you, it's exactly right now. You know, we have been talking you know, we've been in touch with those that have experienced these things. And as long as these things keep going on. Even the mission of Pan Africanism, we fail. Now it's just like two brothers fighting, and you want somebody from the outside to respect uh, your union as a family or to respect um, your bond as an household. It's not gonna work out. So the two points is this: first, Africa was being unity. That's why you see the Ghanian man holding um, the, the, the old Pini uh, cultural stuff. Africa was being unity, and. The other world too should um, uh, have a kind of a mutual respect for people's culture, their language, um, their fashion, their way of doing things. You know, that guy I I should have, of course, I should have portrayed him to wear a rather or something more cultural. But I tried to bring something more western. Okay, these two things can still flow if they both have um, equal value and equal respect for each other. I, I believe that the human body is made of, uh, you know, humans are made of body, soul, and spirit, just like we, um, so many religions and many philosophers have addressed this. And I, I believe that art is spiritual. I believe art is spiritual. I believe art is not just something just done ordinarily. I don't know for other people. So in the, in the light of art being spiritual, I try as much as possible to represent the t- this, the, the touches of um, spirituality in my heart too. you know, I try to represent that in the characters, in the items you see there and when, 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 to answer the question, before I start painting, sometimes, I always have much more of the inner reflection, I think so much, you know, I start imagining things, I start thinking for uh, thinking of things that um that we can't you know, you know there are some things we can't really interpret that people cannot really access much like death now you know i start representing such things death dream you know things that are beyond the conscious state you know i i i, I read um this um sigma fraud is um a psychoanalyst i i read some of this book some time ago and that also gave me projection beyond um, just the normal physical and it inspires me. It draws me and gives me an inner drive to create what is not just, you know, I wouldn't say simple, but the simplicity and complexity too. So I try as much as possible to be careful, but then I still paint something more, um, more extraordinary, basically. There are some paintings that I, I do not want to sell okay there are some paintings that uh, i i believe that um there's no amount of money given to me that is going to because you know when you when you've created the painting now you cannot create that same painting again it's a one-time event a one-time experience and that's all you are going to make something it will be similar but not exactly that type, so sometimes i don't get the urge to Paint. um, I'm told me to sell what I paint. Okay. (laughs) When I'm painting, I I'm checking on other artists' work. See anyone that is inspiring. I I believe much in uh, much in um, network. Like um, I I believe ideas and idea inter. Um, where we are interconnected, our minds work. You know, sometimes you might think of starting something and um, before you know it, somebody else has started and you know, you are why you are thinking. So that's why it's good to look at other artists' work. Sometimes you get inspired and you get one or two ideas from there. Then I, I read, too. I like reading a lot. I read a lot of um, historical books. Some I read um, on some blogs online. I try as much as possible to gather history is to gather records so that I can paint something from it then I meditate <laughs> when I when I don't paint, I meditate I, I take um, you know calm breath I, I journey within you know there's a, as a there's a lot of amazing stuff in here and the only way to make people see the amazing stuff here is to take you on a journey and you can only see that on my camera. so sometimes I I go on a journey myself it's a, it's a self-adventure I, I thought in myself. I try to see little beautiful things and see what I can bring out of myself for you guys to see. <laughs> yeah.
0: Love it, bro, bro! I love your energy. I can't even like. I can't even like. Yeah, I okay. love it, man. Um, what 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 would you say your creative process is like before a new project? So like, you know, let's say you've been meditating for a while, you've been looking at other artists, and now you're getting, you're feeling like, okay. I may pick up the brush in a couple of days, like you're you're gearing up to to get back into action. What would you you say is your creative process? Is there something that you do? Do you drink? Do you go out? Do you, what's the routine like when you're about to get your mojo back?
1: Yeah, you you know, sometimes
0: too. um, I take creative breaks too.
1: When I do my creative breaks, I just like to move around. Sometimes I like where there's water, you know, go on a cruise, and uh, I'm always careful too. You know, sometimes if before you start another creative, um, you know, work, during those periods where you're not doing something and you want to start something, you could slip into depression unknowingly. Yeah, you could. Because, you know, when you think, 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 and you are not, um, Doing something engaging at that point, and you are like, okay, what should I do? You know, the, the, the thing is this: uh sometimes the, the greatest challenge for artists is actually coming out of what your comfort zone, what you have been creating that is amazing, that you you know, it's like you can actually do it even without looking at the canvas. It's, it's 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 very comfortable for you. If you want to come out of that place and you want to create something, you know, it's like another process it is challenging. Sometimes it is, um, it is, I, I don't know this, there's, there's a way we feel it. I don't know about okay, Let me say there's a way I, I feel it upstairs here. It could be a lot of pressure that, Oh, I don't want to repeat myself often. I want to do something else. You know, there was a time I did the car series of, you know, different couples and I felt, okay, I want to move into something else, still on a character that could take a whole lot. And um, you might not enjoy it at the first place, but believe me, the art, you
0: know, the art come is always fantastic. Can you remember like a a specific, like defining moment in your life or in your career that just encouraged you to keep going? Like, okay, I want to be an artist or maybe like I need to stick to this or maybe like wow this is amazing do you know what i mean can you is there a, a defining moment for you that you can look yeah. at like, without of course. of course
1: but to to surprise you the most defined moment of my life to uh, to keep being an artist was actually the moment i was injected it was a place of rejection so i took that as another energy i, I sent email to um a particular gallery in Lagos, um, Nigeria here, and um, I sent it twice and I didn't like the response, you know, I got, I said what am I saying? they even responded and it was like, I, you know, it was, it was a bad, you know, time. Then I felt like, okay, I need to challenge myself to, you know, to keep at what I'm doing. And that, that moment was supposed to be a very sad moment, but I actually changed it to, to, to be something nice. And believe me, that same gallery. You know kept looking out for me that okay can you work with us and i was like have you guys forgotten that you guys rejected me sometimes <laughs> so i you know it, it's just life, just life. and I I, I I i sold like um you know two to three pieces for them at first. I thought then i just that that is nice and i don't want to work with them anymore not we don't have issues but i just feel that is nice i have I, I believe success is the greatest friend rather, and should be rejection should be the greatest energy. Not just when you are accepted at many places, where you are rejected There should be energy coming from there. You should take it out, oh, oh, you guys think um my work is not nice enough. I I I will sh- I will show you by showing you, not just because you want to make a statement to them, but because you Want to be a better version of yourself.
0: Well, mention three people that you would love to collaborate in any
1: form. First of all, I would like to collaborate with Bonaboy. Boy. I believe Bonaboy Boy is um is one of the most Afrocentric um artist we have on the planet right now. Um, his ties, his um, his genre, music, and um, I love his passion pers- I love his personality too. You know, Bonaboy Boy could be an activist to some of his songs, and I think we have. Um, some some things in common, okay. I would like to Bonah to be number one. Then um number two, do you mean do you, what if it's just a body, not
0: yep, just yep. Some,
1: yep. okay. I, I would like to collaborate with Hennessy. Hennessy, okay. wow. I, I believe they can have some, you know, their bottle, have the, you know, their their, their product branding. I believe there could be some element of um, something cultural at some point. You know, something like this now, right? okay, something mm-hmm. like this um, could reflect in their product design. I would like to collaborate with Sia. I mm-hmm. love Sia's music as well. And um, getting inspiration from Beyonce's video, um, the brown skin girl and the setting and the like i believe there are so many things um she i can do with her to in maybe one of our videos uh maybe creating a large backdrop of my artwork where she you know why she's singing and she's being recorded you know all kinds of things so those ideas shouldn't be just you know painting in the studio or the house which could show them you know it could display those things in videos too in music videos and an album callbacks too yeah i can I, I, I can do a little progra- collaboration around that. Would you say the business killed or is killing the outside? Okay, the business in the sense that um, being commercial kills the creativity. Is that what yeah. you mean?
0: Yeah, and yeah. it's also, also killing the creative because now it's like, um, I think from what I'm getting from you, I, mean, I had this discussion with Nick last week is that a true artist as much as we want to make money or make money or whatever um a true artist sticks to inspiration and feeling yeah these are things that you can't buy you can't put a price on and you just know when you're in the mood when it's right it's right and yes you want to make money you want to sustain but a true artist also knows that if they don't have the feeling for five years as painful as it may be they're not going to force it you may still practice but you're not going to put something out into the world that five, five, too much, exactly that you're not ready for. Now, when when I when Nick and I were having our discussion and we we're trying to break down and dissect what we mean by the business and commercialization, is that if we look at the music today or even clothes or whatever, it's like if this is what's paying my bills, and they've told you, for example, you need to recreate. Yo. Let's give an example of um, you need to recreate um, the gods and the that um, um, painting. The gods are not to blame. You need to recreate 10 of those. It's like I, I can do, like you said, I can do with my eyes closed. Each one will be different. And you can now take care of your family even better. You can make more money. Would you do it? And if you did it. Your integrity inside will be questioned because as a true artist you will not be at peace with yourself if money starts coming in
1: ideas won't flow well that's why even you see music artists sometimes a lot of them you know have their first album and they are they are, they are all over the place and that will be the last time because money could be intoxicating sometimes too and it will guide you that do you know what i do sometimes sometimes when i see that my, my, now I, I also know sorry to, to, to continue i also know that there, there are needs you need to pay bills Art materials are getting more expensive much more than i used to buy it last day and then the last time i went to the art store it was, it was a whole lot of money that is there in place and also you need to you need to look good you know as a person you know sometimes too like, like right now I, I want to do. i want to create some sculptures for my work and going to take a lot of material and i need money too so now the 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 bottom line or the middle ground let me say the middle ground why we can balance both is that um i don't believe an artist should create for the sole aim of money okay one and sometimes too, an artist can have some um how would i put it now um if the person has the side business it's okay but shouldn't the artwork shouldn't be for the sole aim of money and what you can do is after creating one or two, you try to look up platforms where you can easily sell them for good money. Now, when you sold one, you try as much as possible to you know to save and get necessary things, knowing that you shouldn't be selling them every day because it is not mass production, it is art. It is not other items you can just you know create in you know in, in a large proportion. You get so that should be there. I know you need to feed, you know, to put something on the table, but. The creativity shouldn't stop, should keep reading. Now, lastly, to answer that question, an artist must always remember why he or she started at first place. Remember where you start from and why you started. Okay, I started this store because I had this feeling and I also want to put it um, you know, on the surface where people can see. That's the reason. That reason should be the reason why I will continue. Not in the long run, money keeps coming in and I started doing something that doesn't you know do well with my integrity. That doesn't make much sense.
0: Okay. Who is your favorite artist of all time, or who are your favorite artists? Okay,
1: my favorite art- artist of all time. Wow, that question. Oh <laughs> tough are I have several um, favorite artists. I I I like Van Gogh, and um, the most interesting thing about that guy is that he didn't make. I'm not sure he sold any of his art pieces, or maybe I don't know, maybe one or two times like that throughout his lifetime. Now,
0: Mm.
1: compared to uh, this generation where everybody just want to make quick cash. Mm. you yeah. get so that that is enough legendary for me for someone to um, live for a number of years and believe what is going is not just to bring money to him those things are like um it's like they're like portion of his soul so van gogh is um i mean he's a wonderful person he was a wonderful person and right now we still have so many of his works that you are still trying to comprehend like what 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 has, i mean what was he thinking Why creating this the starry night mm. you know those uh you know attend and yeah van gogh is amazing very very amazing are you aware of lemmy
0: lemmy guy Lemmy Gary Oku. Okay, so that is the guy that does um Fela's artworks. Did about 20 pieces. Okay. Of Fela. So um, he's based in Lagos as well, um, obviously. So we should try and, you know, just check him out. And maybe even potentially linking up. But yeah, Lemmy did two, about 20 artworks for Fela. I started when he was about 18. And um, the reason why I brought his name up was because Lemmy was um inspired by at that time, um, by the funkadelic artwork in the 70s and since i know since you mentioned you do research well so yeah now that I inspired lemmy is a guy called pedro bell so i just wanted to just share that one with you so okay hey, guys it's cool google pedro bells stuff um you might get uh you know yeah exactly so but the whole when you see fellas artwork how comical and how whatever it was and you know was amazing you know very satirical very you know exaggerated at that time as much as we focus on it being genius we forget that that was also a trend in yeah Africa. so yeah i think a lot of times because we lack information we sort of the depths of where we get our knowledge from can be very limited you know, we sort of believe that oh lemmy might have created this thing himself and like you said it's good to be inspired but just that a lot of people don't know that Lemmy didn't actually create that art form of you know exaggerated pieces and political pieces because if you google Pedro Bell you know you start to see um, a lot of funkadelic music that's literally what their artworks were like so yeah I just thought I'd share that I just thought I'd share that with you
1: now, I'll, I'll check them out
0: I'll check them out yes, sir, yes sir. and just to wrap up who, which music who are you listening to at the moment? Hello?
1: uh, I, I listen to uh, Bonner boy at the moment too, but um, sometimes I don't feel like listening to Nigerian music too. I listen to Coldplay, Coldplay. Yeah, I like Coldplay. I, li- I like the sound from Coldplay. I like Kenya too. Okay.
0: I like
1: I like Kenya. Yeah. You know Henya, you might not have much words, but just the sounds and those sounds will make you elevated and
0: boom. <clears throat> what would you prefer to be referred to as an artist or a painter? Well, all, all
1: painters are artists, but not all
0: artists are painters. So, yes, sir. Uh, all right, my brother, man, you take care. You enjoy the rest of your day. That yeah, you too. Go buy me. The Alternative Network.